0: Hello. Happy Monday. It's me, Jess Alba, your host. Welcome to the This, That, and Everything Else podcast. If you have been along for the ride so far, welcome back. If you are new here, then I'm sorry. Guys, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Welcome to the start of your week, or maybe maybe it's not the start of your week. Maybe you're listening on to this like Wednesday afternoon. That's so crazy that we're all listening at different times, right? All right. Okay. What? (laughs) Guys, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little wacky today. I'm going to be honest. I'm feeling a little crazy. Let's get crazy. Okay. I am, if you've never listened to this before, I'm freaking you out, aren't I? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the pod. Um, this week is a little, we got a lot to go over this week, um, You're going to learn a lot about me, Um, and we're also going to kind of jump into something that every single one of us, like, there's not a single person listening to this that does not relate to this, so that's a really serious claim to be making, isn't it? Okay, I shouldn't say that. Most people, I'm sure, understand what I'm talking about today. Cool. Let's get started. Are you a people pleaser? Because I sure am. Or, I mean, okay, that is up until recently. Um, I guess my whole entire life, like, revolved around making other people, making sure other people are happy and comfortable. That is still my goal, but in a different way. Um, I now aim to be a safe space, not a pushover, okay? Okay. Previous me in any situation um, would have just been like, okay, yeah, great, like, let's do whatever, like, just to fit in because I had, like, such a serious issue with making people upset and we'll kind of dive into this a little bit further down the track, but that complex of mine, the fear of of not making people upset, I feel like made more people upset than if I had just maybe not thought about that so much, right? Present me protects my energy and it is okay saying no if I don't feel like a situation or a relationship serves me or that other person, right? If it doesn't serve either of us, like, I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna, you know? Let's get down to the root of that. Growing up, um, I was completely infatuated with what other people thought of me, okay? I think that comes from dance. Um... Obviously, dancers, we all know this, but but I grew up looking at myself in a mirror for the majority of my day every single day. So uh, so I was just always judging myself, like always, right? And that just kind of taught me that judgment of me was normal. And I figured because I spent so much time judging me, I kind of just also figured that everybody else was judging me too, right? Uh, It really started when I was nine when i like really really got into dance and decided that like this is my passion right um i had an important adult in my life tell me that <laughs> my hair was too frizzy and like i and word for word i will never forget this ever um that i need to get that under control so <laughs> so i was always ashamed to wear my hair Naturally, um, I have pretty wavy slash curly hair and and now, because of how much like bleach and heat damage, or right before I chopped it all off, because of how much bleach and heat damage there was, um, it, it was wavy, but it was like it was much curlier when I was younger. So that just kind of, that was kind of the beginning of me hating little things about myself that I didn't even think were a problem until somebody presented it to me. And that was the first time that somebody's opinion, who I really valued, um, just kind of flipped my, my like, self-security on its head. That was the first time that I really experienced insecurity, okay? I mean, I had here and there, but that was the first time that I, like, went home and cried for, like, hours, so I, I kind of that situation when I was nine <laughs> just kind of taught me to take note of people that had things that um, that were desirable. Right. I just kind of took note of who was liked around me, who was popular and just kind of did. It started with my hair. I did what what they did with their hair. Right. I straightened my hair. Every single day from the fifth grade to my senior year of high school. Every single day. Like, even when I put my hair in a ponytail, I would, like, straighten my ponytail, you know? People started complimenting me with my hair when it was straight, so I kind of realized, like, oh, maybe, like, taking on things that other people do and looking ways that other people look will make people like me, right? So I started, I started doing other things that this specific girl that I kind of modeled my like hair after was doing, um, not because I was like obsessed with her, but I, but I was obsessed with, I was obsessed with how much other people really liked her, right? I wanted to be liked like that. So I became, I became really interested in presenting myself in the same way that she presented herself in an effort to be liked, right? Um yeah, it was, it was giving copycat for sure. I wanted people to like me so bad. I just want to give my little self a hug. I was so, so insecure um, in everything about myself. Um, This habit, it kind of like dipped. It wasn't as serious as I got a little older, but I did find myself kind of picking up little things, even like up until I got into college, really. Like... I just would see things that people liked and would be like, oh, well, I should be like that, you know? Oh, she looks good. I should do what she's doing. Like, It kind of tags on to that whole, like, you know, the, the that girl trend that's on, like, TikTok and, and Pinterest and Instagram? Like, we do that. We see things that we like. We're like, oh, she looks this way, so I want to be like that. So I'm going to copycat her behavior so that I can also look like that when, like, in reality, like I'm not even—that's going to be a whole different episode. Our bodies are all so different and made such different ways. We cannot all just use the same formula and get the same results, you know. But when you're when you're nine, like you don't know that, you know. There was that in in regards to like my physical, um, but my emotional behavior, like the way that I that I acted, was also very similar to the way that the people around me that I saw were, like, acted, right? I, I would kind of act based on the situation that I was in. I, I was never, ever myself, ever. I didn't even really, in all honesty, I didn't even, like, meet myself until maybe, like, a few years ago. I, <laughs> my whole entire personality was facilitated by my surroundings and the people that were in my surroundings. I acted different in every single situation because I just, wanted to emulate the behavior that was acceptable in that setting. On top of that, I would literally do whatever my friends at the time wanted me to do. Like, even if that meant, like, embarrassing myself or, like, I had some people, like, when I was in high school, um, I had some people tell me that I was one of my friends, like, minions. Like, and that was, that made me so sad. But even in that situation, I was still along for the ride because I just cared so much about what people, especially my friends, thought of me that I just kind of, like, went along with everything, right? I had no opinions. I had, I had none of my own, like, thoughts or behaviors. Like, it was really, I was just a, basically a summary of <laughs> all of my friends, okay? I drove myself literally insane. Uh, this obviously very seriously deteriorated my self-esteem. Um, it took away my personality. It minimized me into a copy-paste of all of my popular friends' best qualities. I was not myself, and I didn't know how to be because I didn't know myself. Obviously, here, my anxiety and my depression took a deep dive, and that is when I really hit rock bottom. It was like years like 2017 To 2020. I was just, well, quite frankly, I was a pit of despair. Then the pandemic hit, obviously, in 2020. um, And as we all were, um, I was forced to spend time with myself and get to know myself. I started learning things about me that I didn't even know existed. Like, I started, obviously, because I was spending all my time alone. I started formulating opinions that had nothing to do with my friends' opinions. Um, I started, you know, because I wasn't seeing, like, what was, like, popular and on trend because I didn't see people every day, like, at school. Um, I kind of had to, like, come up with my own sense of style. Like, I hated it. I hated having to make my own decisions about myself. Like, it, it, at this point in my life, it was just easier for me to be like, oh, well, that works on somebody else, so... I'll just do that. It's crazy that I'm, like, actually, like, admitting this and, like, saying this out loud because I told myself, I was like, oh, my God, I would never, ever tell anybody that, like, I didn't know how to be myself. Like, that's so embarrassing. Like, it's not. Okay. I don't think it is. But at the same time that I was learning things about myself and hating it, hating that experience, I started finding things that I really loved about me. And at the time, I feel like the widespread social narrative was like, you know, if you say, like, I love me, that's a little cocky, you know? So I, I didn't like the idea that I could say, I really like these things about myself, you know? Everyone in my friend groups up until this point had always been like, oh my God, you are so funny. You're so funny. Um, and I had always held, like, a negative connotation to being funny because I was like, oh, That's something that I've produced on my own. I didn't, like, get that anywhere. So so maybe I should, like, pull back on that, right? I just... I don't know. I kind of have just always been funny. A little comedic girly, okay? I've always just been a little bit silly. Um, And I noticed that I was only... I was only a prankster with people that I was comfortable with. I did not ever try to make jokes when I was in front of people I didn't know. I didn't ever, like, open my mouth in a room that I was not comfortable with. I just, I, my jokes were for my tight-knit friends. Cool. So that was one thing that I figured out that I really liked about myself early on but kind of, like, pushed that down. In this self-discovery process, I was like, yo, like, I fully, I fully entertained myself the entirety of the pandemic, okay? So, yes, learn that about myself. Also, in this 2017 to 2021-ish timeline, I also endured um, a rough breakup, um, a loss of really important friendships, um, just a lot in my personal life. I kind of already, like, said out loud that I hit rock bottom in this period, right? As As we all did, as we all did in the pandemic, okay? So, these traumatic events really contributed to me somewhat finding myself, right? I had always kind of aimed to make other people happy. And so as I started to kind of come into my own as a young adult, I started feeling the weight of neglecting myself to take care of others and my emotions spiraled. Um, I lost a lot of people in this period of my life because of that. Um, And it honestly, it just kind of proved to me that it doesn't matter how much time and energy you spend on making sure other people like you. Like if you don't like yourself, it's going to catch up. You know, you're um, the like self-deprecation is going to like Liam in your ass. Um, it caught it caught up with me. It did. I, I do want to throw out there that I wouldn't change the way that anything in my life has happened or the result of that point in my life. Um, I think that it was necessary for my growth. Um, And as much as things sucked, and I really, I really sucked for a while, I can't look back and be like, oh, I wish I had done this. I wish I'd acted like this. I wish that I was different. I like, I wish, I wish, I wish, because I didn't. I didn't at that time in my life have the tools to react to certain situations um, in a more beneficial way. I was doing the best that I could at that point in my life. And I spent so much time apologizing for who I was to other people because, again, um, even in healing, I was still prioritizing other people's feelings that, uh, you know, to a point in which I never forgave myself. I never took the time and said, hey, it's okay, you know, let's learn from that and let's figure it out. I forgive you, you know? So when I finally did that, I started from square one. Today, We're gonna talk about not giving a shit about what other people think of you. We are like 15 minutes in and I'm just now telling you what we're talking about. So all of that was backstory. This is kind of where I started figuring out how to do that, right? I start from square one. Um, I started doing things because I wanted to. Um, I turned down things that I didn't wanna do, Um, dropped my fear of missing out complex (laughs) and started living for me. Um, I revamped my wardrobe. I redesigned my apartment. I actually moved. I completely moved apartments and and just re-did my whole entire space. I re-evaluated friendships and I took with me what was relevant and important and positive and moved away from what wasn't. And I didn't apologize for that for the first time in my life. I started putting myself in spaces that I feel supported in and are constantly improving me both personally and professionally. Um, I want to be trained to be a great professional dancer, um, not a professional class taker. And I I actually say that a lot when I'm teaching. And I I think that being a professional dancer, you know, means, yeah, being a good dancer, but also understanding how to carry yourself in an environment and make people feel supported and make, you know, a, a make a job easy for everybody else. I don't ever want to just know a step but leave that set with people going, yeah, but, like, she had no idea what was going on. Like, I don't ever want that, right? So, putting myself in professional environments in which they are teaching me to be a good dancer, a smart dancer, and a kind person. Yeah. I think that being a great human being is one of the most pivotal parts of having a great dance career. So, Only being in spaces like that, um, and then the big one, most recent, uh, I chopped all of my hair off. This all to say, um, I found myself. Um, I can now say out loud, comfortably and confidently that I love who I am. I love how I treat people. I am confident in what I bring to the table, both as a human being and as an artist. A great thing I have the ability to do now is, is also, you know, admit, when i'm wrong i can look at a situation and say yeah wow you know i fucked up um let me work on how to handle that better next time you know i can also evaluate when things are not my fault um that was something i had an even harder time doing i had like this thing where i would just apologize for everything like like things that didn't even involve me you know um just because i felt like you know if I apologize, then it'll make it better. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I can evaluate when something is not my problem, when I don't have the ability to fix it, um, when it's not a reflection of me, um, and, and I don't feel the need to say I'm sorry about something if I don't need to. That's not to say that I won't hear somebody out about a situation, right? Um, understand a perspective that isn't mine. Of course, I want to, um, but just a general like, oh, wow, that really has nothing to do with me. Um, You know, if I've faulted anybody, I want to be the first person to take accountability for my actions um, once that's been brought to my attention. However, once I have done all that I can to right that situation, I'm at a point in my life where I give myself permission to, as long as I am working to be better, move forward and not dwell on shitty situations. I've realized that there is a difference between holding somebody accountable and being bitter. I will no longer engage in behavior like that. I won't. (laughs) And that comes from the realization that I had in my like moments of moments of transformation, right? (laughs) A few years back um, that it really doesn't matter if you're trying your best to be the perfect person and never do anything wrong and always be the very best. Like not everyone's going to like you. You can be the nicest person ever, the most kind, giving person ever, and there will always be people that pull the, oh, she's too nice, I hate her, like, card. You just can't make everyone happy. You can't. You can't. So I know that the general consensus around my name, when people hear Jess Alba, there's a positive association. Um... I know this because people tell me this, and it's not like, oh my God, everybody loves you. That's not like that's not what I mean. What I mean is, when I meet new people, I get, oh my God, I've heard so many amazing things about you. It's so good to finally meet you. Like I hear about you all the time, um, and to me, that's what's relevant. When I'm not around when I am not around and people are still saying good things about me, not because, like, I have the greatest hair or I have the best body or I live the most aesthetic life, but because I'm a nice person, I hear, oh my gosh, yeah, like, yeah, so-and-so actually said that we would be great friends because, you know, we have the same, like, sense of humor or we we value a lot of the same things. Like, when people are talking about, my sense of humor, things that I value, how I treat people behind my back. That's what people are saying behind my back. That's what matters to me. I could give a rat's ass if someone says, oh, but she's ugly. Like, I don't care. You know, that, that is relevant to me. Not, not people or opinions from people that I had an issue with one time like three, five, eight years ago who have nothing nice to say about me. Like, first and foremost, I respect your decision. If I am not a positive serving energy in your life, if you feel like I did you wrong in such a way that you cannot involve yourself with me at all, 100% I respect you. Absolutely. Please, if you don't feel like I'm serving you, don't have me in your life, you know? But also, if you dislike or don't respect a version of me that no longer exists, Like, and that opinion is still relative to you and you're still bringing it up around people. I, like, don't want that in my life anyway, you know? My friends know they can count on me. My acquaintances feel comfortable around me. And I always open up the conversation too, especially in a teaching space because I teach. If I say something or do anything that makes anybody in this space feel uncomfortable, please communicate that to me. Because I want to make sure that this is a safe space for everybody, right? I am open to criticism because I know that that makes me a better person. That's something else that I, that I learned, right? I have an understanding of self. I know that I don't need to act a certain way anymore around certain people or put on this facade or facilitate this fake version of me for people to like me because I just don't care, I mean, I care, of course. Like, I don't want anyone to think that I'm just this vile, awful human being. But what I mean is I don't see a point in constantly trying to get people to like me because I know that I am enough for me. I know how I treat people. I am confident in my kindness and I am confident in my energy. And I'm confident in this because I attract good people. Um... Good, kind, giving, understanding, genuine people. So I guess I just don't really care if someone on the internet that I don't know, because I always get a comment from a rando. I always get a comment from a rando, especially on all of my dance videos and all of my, like, heels headshots, like my grown headshots. I don't care if, you know, whoever is like, yo, this photo of you is distasteful because, like, you know nothing about me, you know? So I just don't, like, I I, I don't, oh gosh, I just don't care. Or like the, oh my gosh, Jess Alba, I used to know her. She was crazy. Like, yes, I was. <laughs> I have no space for any bullshit behavior or any bad energy to come in and, and ruin the radiant life that I have grounded myself in. Of course, uh, you know, of course, it's a learning process. I'm not just like, wow, I'm cured. I don't care. Like... <laughs> Like, of course, I still care. I, you know, some things are really hard to move past, um, especially knowing that I've made people feel bad in the past, Um, even though it was unintentional. I will say that I have never intentionally hurt anybody. I can confidently say that I am not and will never be a vindictive person. but I am an empath, and, and knowing that I may have hurt someone's feelings in 2014 does still come up on my conscience, you know? Additionally, I, just because I do have, like, this kind of set-in-stone confidence now doesn't mean that I don't, like, look at myself in the mirror some days and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> you know? Like, not every single day is perfect, and it's very important for me to be transparent about that, but I think as a general consensus, I, at this point in my life, just really really like who I am. Um, And because I like who I am, I just don't care about what a lot of people think about me or say about me outside of my circle slash outside of people who have met me and gotten to know me because, like, I just don't, you know, I just don't find any value in, in valuing opinions that shouldn't matter. That, that have nothing to do with me, right? The way I always phrase the idea of not caring about what anybody thinks about you is like this. Um, warning, it's dark for a second, but good ending, so, so stick with me, okay? Um, we're all gonna die. (laughs) Like, all of this is so temporary. Um, we spend such a limited time here, so why the, Why the bleep, right, would you spend your time doing things you don't want to do in spaces you don't want to be in with people who make your experience miserable? Be a warm person. Be a kind person. If you mess up, recognize that you're human and, and that happens. Fix it. Move on. Don't dwell on it. Every experience is a learning experience, okay? Growth, baby. Growth is necessary outside of that, practice understanding what is really a reflection of you and your behavior and what is a reflection of somebody else's and theirs. Mm, Right? It's, It's the fine line of understanding what is yours and understanding what is somebody else's. Right? Um consistently caring about what other people think about you. I mean I told you my life story like it, it it if you live for everybody else, like you're not living. you know my job as silly little podcast girl <laughs> is to kind of just say that you know I, we all experience it and I want to open up the conversation. Um, about things that we internalize because it's not an open conversation, you know. We all care so much, and I think there's so much beauty in that. You know, we we just care, and especially as artists, we are so you know, obviously we're so emotionally driven. Um, but you kind of just got to decide which battles are worth fighting. And caring about what other people think of you, that's not a battle of, like, you against whoever has something to say. That is, that's you fighting with your brain. That's you battling yourself. You know, you got to put that weight down in this situation, right? You have to decide, I don't care. Because no matter what, whether whether you care or you don't care, somebody will always have an opinion. Whether that be positive or negative, somebody will always have an opinion of you. Somebody will always have a negative opinion of you. You just got to choose whether or not you want to value that or not, you know? And you and I'll, there are times when you you say, yeah, you know what? I am going to value that because, you know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I didn't handle that in the best way. Or maybe, maybe I should change my perspective on this. Listening to each other is a big part of that, right? But a lot of the time, especially my creatives, we're just out here to make work, right? We're out here to make art. Um, and there is critique and beneficial critique. And there is just shit talk. <laughs> you got to put the shit talk down. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve your work, right? Um, this is the longest little ep we've had so far. Next week, boy, oh boy, do I have a special little treat for you? A little sweet treat. Next week, we're going to have our first guest. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Like, it's going to be so crazy. We're going to get wacky up in here. Next week, I have one of my friends coming on, and we're going to talk about living in Los Angeles. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. It's going to be really fun. I'm going to actually, I'll let the listeners get a first little taste at this, Um, I want you to, I'm going to post on my Instagram a little, like, question box for you to submit real things that have happened to you while you've been living in Los Angeles, and I'm going to read them out loud next week. So if you want your crazy event, it's going to be anonymous. Nobody's going to know, okay? Like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to throw your at to the public, okay? But I will read your responses out loud, and we're going to talk about it. My friend and I are going to chat about it. And then we're going to tell you some experiences we've had that are just unreal. Um, okay. I love you all so much and I will talk to you next week. I have to go. Bye.